Joining me right now, a woman who is running for Congress to unseat Madison Corthon, Republican, who's brought lies, incitement, extremism to Congress in North Carolina's 11th Congressional District. He's called for bloodshed, election fraud, defending insurrectionists as political hostages. He made that comment, raising a gun, uh, in, in which he threatened violence. And he is part of that contingent with Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, Matt Gates of Florida, who are Trump loyalists, who have viciously attacked Democrats, and who are defending the people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Jasmine Beach Ferrara is running against him. She's a Christian minister, an LGBTQ organizer, and a county commissioner, and really trying to focus on an alternative for Western North Carolinians, and joins me to talk about her campaign. I want to tell you all, jasmineforcongress.com is her west website, jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N-E, for F-O-R, Congress, jasmineforcongress.com, where you can check her out and help her out. Uh, welcome to the show, Jasmine Beach Ferrara. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So you've been county commissioner uh, and an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ uh, and the founding executive director of the Campaign for Southern Equality, a group uh, that I have supported for years on this program uh, and, and your efforts. Tell us a bit about um, some of um, the issues that have captivated you to run in this uh, race right now and take on Madison Corthlin. Well, thank you for that support you've shared with our work at the Campaign for Southern Equality. Um, the work I've done across the entire South, especially in small towns and rural areas uh, in Western North Carolina around LGBTQ rights, uh, coupled with the honor of serving in local government for the past five years as a county commissioner is a big part of what's inspiring my run for Congress right now. Um, that is a desire to serve, to meet people where they are, um, and to approach politics from a basis of love and hope and empathy, which I believe is truly the way we'll find our way forward through uh, what is in many ways a dark chapter. The other piece of this obviously is running to create a clear contrast and alternative to Cawthorn. Anyone who's been paying attention, as you said, has seen that Cawthorn is showing all the signs of a young man who has been radicalized by extremists and is now dangerously radicalizing others. He is unfit to serve. And through my campaign, we are building a grassroots movement across Western North Carolina, but also with all hands on deck from across the country uh, to defeat his extremist politics and deliver the kind of leadership that Western North Carolina needs and deserves in this moment. Your camp campaign ad uh, states that Corthon exhibits the signs of someone radicalized. You just talked about that uh, and that he's radicalizing others. Uh, and, and there's imagery of Nazi and Confederate flags, uh, the kind of really ugly uh, themes and uh, images that he promotes. Talk a little bit about that and talk about people in the district, in the 11th district, and why they should be concerned about this. We know that gerrymandering has certainly allowed for extremists like Madison Cawthorn to get elected, but there are a lot of other people in the district, uh, nonetheless, who should be very concerned about this and 
they need to know more about it. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. When Cawthorn was elected in 2020, he was still largely an unknown quantity and really rode in on Trump's coattails in many ways. Uh, in the time since then, and certainly in the time since the very dark day of January 6th, it's become increasingly clear, and now I think inarguably clear, that he has become entrenched in uh, extremist politics and is now playing a leadership role in efforts to perpetuate the big lie, um, to stir divisiveness, to warn a bloodshed between Americans. Um, doing that from a position of power is dangerous to our democracy and is why we believe that he's unfit to serve. It's also a betrayal of both the people and values of Western North Carolina. And that's something I hear each and every day as I'm listening to stories of folks from all across the, uh, the district here. This is a beautiful and special part of the country in the Blue Ridge Mountains here in, in Western North Carolina. Folks from many different political persuasions who feel deeply alienated by Cawthorn's extremism, deeply concerned by it. Uh, even folks who very publicly endorsed and supported him in 2020 have publicly disavowed him. So we're seeing many shifting sands on the ground politically. What I hear again and again and again is that what folks are hungry for is a politics that's about moving forward together. We have urgent needs to expand high-speed internet access yesterday uh, to help our community recover from and move through this stage of the pandemic. Um, to support working families uh, in, in getting the kind of jobs that they can earn a living on and raise their families on. Those are issues that we see bringing people together uh, to create very politically diverse bipartisan coalitions here. I've seen that day in and day out in my work in local politics in Western North Carolina. And when you push beneath the layers of, of the what the map might look like in terms of red and blue, what you find is people ready to roll up their sleeves and do that work together. So we're building a campaign in that spirit, and we're finding tremendous momentum and response uh, all across the district as we're out knocking doors, as we're on the phones, as we're doing a lot of listening and meeting people where they are. Well, people across the country certainly want to help uh, and want to make sure that people like Madison Cawthorn are not in politics. It's been dangerous and poison seeing what he and others are doing. Uh, JasmineForCongress.com is the website, Jasmine for congress.com. And I'm speaking with Jasmine Beach Ferrara, a Democrat who is running to unseat Madison Cawthorn. Last month, he falsely suggested that the U.S. elections are rigged, added, if our election systems continue to be rigged and continue to be stolen, then it's going to lead to one place and it's bloodshed. And he, and he held up that shotgun during the event. Uh, talk a little bit about when you talk about him as radicalized and these themes that he promotes, was this somebody who was different before? And when we say people are radicalized, are they are they sort of part of this movement now that it itself has embraced violence uh, increasingly and where people sort of changed uh, amid their involvement in these groups? What I think is clear when we look at Cawthorn's uh, choices and his words is that he's been on a very chilling trajectory. Um, and that came into sharp focus on January 6th as he made a speech right before the Capitol insurrection took place. Um, on the heels of that, he tried to distance himself from him a bit. But now eight months later, we see that he's calling the folks um, who are being charged with insurrection political hostages. And as you said, in a very chilling way, warning of future bloodshed. Um, you know, we unfortunately know a lot about what it means for young people to be radicalized. Um, and I think he shows the signs of someone who has, and we have to take that very seriously. 
Uh, he should not be serving in a position of power. Um, and we're working very hard to build the kind of campaign that will be able to defeat him in the 2022 cycle. Uh, and at the same time, we're also elevating the message that we think is, is ultimately the way we move through this crisis as a country, which is one of love and hope and empathy um, and finding ways to move forward together, even when there are forces uh, that Cawthorn is allied with, for instance, that are working hard to, to pull our country apart. So we feel like it's critically important to double down on the values we hold most dear. Certainly as an LGBTQ person in the South, I've found that that path is really the only way forward, even during dark hours, um, is to recommit to the values we hold dear and to tether them to the kind of strategy and politics that can win. We would be honored to have folks join us. Thanks for sharing the website at jasmineforcongress.com. You can volunteer or donate from anywhere in the country. Uh, we're, we're racing towards a very important fundraising deadline on September 30th uh, and are working hard to show that we've got the kind of muscle it's going to take to go the distance and defeat Cawthorn. So we'd appreciate any help folks could share. As a uh, minister at the United Church of Christ, executive director of the Campaign for Southern Equality, obviously you have uh, a uh, very moral uh, and and uh, important focus on equality and uh, taking on these forces of inequality. You've also been uh, on the board of commissioners, a county commissioner. Uh, you were elected twice. You serve as the chair of the Early Childhood Education and Development Committee. Tell us more about your move into politics, especially uh, with the background of being uh, a faith leader and a uh, activist, your move into politics and how that sort of formed your building toward a congressional race? Well, it really felt like a natural step from the work I've done as an organizer. Um, you know, as organizers, we are out there working to help make sure there's room for everyone at the table, that the voices, especially of those who have been marginalized or for one reason or another left out, um, of the political process are there at the table. Uh, and I have worked on campaigns for a long time, but gravitated towards local politics um, because I have a great passion for local policy and the ways it can so immediately impact people's lives. Um, you know, in some ways, politics is at its purest in the local form. Um, and it's been a great honor to serve in this way and to see not just in North Carolina, but across the South and country increased representation from LGBTQ folks in elected office at the local, state and federal levels. Um, from black and brown folks, from women, from folks from rural backgrounds. You know, here in Western North Carolina, it's a very diverse part of North Carolina, and a lot of people have been left out of the story. Um, this is a part of the state that gets neglected a lot, even within the state. Um, and a lot of people get written off before they've even had a chance to show up and make their voice heard. And, uh, you know, part of what moved me to get involved in politics as a candidate was a desire to help change that, not just by being at the table, but by making room for others at the table. Uh, taking the step to run for Congress is building on that and is also really a response to how urgent this moment is. There is so much at stake in Western North Carolina right now, indeed in our country right now. Uh, the threat that Cawthorn poses is real. And um, this was a decision my wife and I made as a family. We have three young kids, um, but it was a decision we made to show up in every way we could to this moment to try to work for the country that we know is possible uh, and to put it all on the line to um, to do everything we can to kind of create the change we need we know needs to happen. 
The Democratic primary field is crowded, and I guess that that is a good thing in that it shows uh, enthusiasm and people really wanting to step up. Uh, it, it also obviously is a challenge for anybody who's running in that primary, and uh, there's the added challenge of reaching the entire district. Talk a little bit about um, what you bring to the campaign and what sets you apart from others. Well, we're really thrilled with the momentum that we're seeing across the district. We've been having monthly days of action and, and just a week or so ago had a couple dozen people out there with us knocking doors, um, phone banking, writing postcards, connecting with voters all across the 17 counties of the NC11 district. I bring a unique background into this race. I am an elected official. I've won two tough campaigns. I'll be honest with you, in both campaigns, folks said I didn't have a chance because I am LGBTQ and I was running as an out person. I won both uh, decisively and learned a lot in that process that we're bringing into this race. I'm also an organizer and we are truly building an organizer's campaign. We've thrown out the old playbook. Uh, the typical approach has not been working here in the NC11 district for Democrats. So we're using a new playbook. It's built on the premise of organizing early, everywhere and often. Um, we're out there knocking on folks' doors all across the district, walking up long, steep driveways to have those in-person conversations that really start with listening and meeting people where they are and starting to build connections and common ground and the kind of bridges that ultimately lead to the political movement it will take to win this race. We're also talking about our values front and center, love, hope, empathy, the policies we stand for, whether it's universal pre-K or access to health care. Um, and above all, how we move forward as a district in a country right now. We've been overwhelmed and humbled by the level of fundraising support we've received, whether it's a, a wrinkled $1 bill that comes in the mail or someone making a very generous max out donation, every single dollar goes into building the kind of early infrastructure we need to build a uh, campaign that will be able to compete with Cawthorn in the general. And from day one, we've been focused on building and executing the campaign strategy that will lead to a defeat uh, against Cawthorn in November of 2022. He, of course, um, and, and the entire Republican Party have been attacking vaccines, undermining the uh, credibility of uh, vaccines and um, uh, the enormous importance of getting people vaccinated. They have... Um, pushed all kinds of ugly distortions and conspiracies. Talk about the importance right now uh, in the pandemic, particularly as the challenges the 11th Congressional District in North Carolina. Well, really tragically, we've lost more than 1,300 people in Western North Carolina to COVID-19, and our region is being hit hard by the Delta variant. Um, and, you know, each and every day I hear the stories and the struggle uh, and the exhaustion, whether it's working families who are trying to figure out how to muscle through this time or first responders or anyone working in healthcare or education who's just trying to do everything they can to respond to needs in this moment. Um, that's the reality that we need our elected officials responding to and local, state and federal working in close coordination to ensure that everyone who's ready to get a shot in their arm has access to the vaccine to prepare for the availability of the childhood vaccine for five to 11 year olds um, and to make sure that, you know, our, all of our systems, whether it's our school systems or our public health systems are, have all the resources they need uh, as, as we move through this period. It's alarming and dangerous that, that Cawthorn has been barnstorming, not just our district, but the state of North Carolina attending school board meetings, spreading uh, lies and disinformation about the vaccine and about masking. 
Um, he's doing it as a political stunt, but once again is showing a reckless disregard for people's lives and well-being. With our campaign, we're focused resolutely on what we believe needs to be a full court press around continuing to promote the vaccine and promote economic recovery, uh, which means getting people back to work, getting early childhood care centers back up and running, expanding access to high-speed internet as quickly as possible, really non-negotiables that need to happen to meet the needs of working families in Western North Carolina. Well, there are so many other issues um, that uh, I'd love to focus on with you, and we'd love to have you back again. We wish you luck, and uh, thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for the opportunity and the support, and thank you to all your listeners for uh, paying attention and getting this really critical race on your radar. Absolutely. Jasmine Beach Ferrara running for Congress uh, against... Madison Cawthorn taking him on the Republican Democratic candidate in North Carolina's 11th congressional district. You can check her out at jasmine4forcongress.com. Follow her on Twitter at jbeachferrara, B-E-A-C-H-F-E-R-R-A-R-A. We're back in two minutes. This is the Michelangelo Signorelli Show, Sirius XM. Sirius XM.